Cannabloggers Corner is brought to you by Better Homes with Cannabis. Yanni Amaya, the hazy lioness, has taken her cannabis photography to another level by using it in a stylish home decor design that would look fabulous in any home. This isn't a Marley poster in your dorm room, dude. Better Homes with Cannabis is tasteful home decor with a cannabis theme. Look for them at betterhomeswithcannabis.com. The Cannamom Gang is an all-inclusive, mom-exclusive group of women who choose cannabis over alcohol for their cul-de-sac club. If you're a mom or know one who's looking for other moms to chill and smoke with, you can find them on Instagram at Cannamom Gang. The only thing they'll try to sell you is inclusion. Cannabloggers Corner. Always the good stuff. The following program is intended for mature audiences. The popcorn you're eating has been pissed in. Film at 11. Good evening. We have a big show for you tonight. Put it on the side of us. Hope the kids seem to like it. Welcome to Fantasy Island. You want to get high? All right. Welcome back to another episode of Cannabloggers Corner. I am your host, as always, Andy Cannablogger. And I've got a great show for you guys this week. This podcast has opened up a lot of opportunities for me to connect with some really great people out there doing a lot of work around their communities and this week i got to catch up with one of my high school classmates of all people uh, her name is Corey urban and she has been exploring the area where we grew up uh, while she was also exploring her past uh, you've heard me talk about uh, the area where i grew up uh, we grew up in a very rural part of the Lehigh Valley area of Pennsylvania. Uh, the best way I like to describe it is the quote, uh, it's not the middle of nowhere, but you can see it from there. <laughs> uh, it is an area that is steeped in history, legends, and folklore dating way back before the first European settlers landed in the New World. Uh, we were taught the histories of the Native American tribes who lived there before we came along and gave them smallpox and took their land. Uh, is it possible they left a few curses behind? Uh, could you blame them if they did, really? So, yeah, it's I, could, I think that's utterly possible. And we also actually uh, talk about more recent history of the area with the economic hardships that we watched our parents and their friends go through when the Rust Belt in Pennsylvania collapsed. It, it is definitely a place that has seen some dark times, and maybe those dark times brought some dark figures with them. Uh, now, Corey uh, came to terms with literal demons in her past, when she took part in the documentary Facing Evil, the story of Point Phillips, PA. She opens up about some of the unexplained experiences that she had growing up and how that trauma shaped her youth. And so, without further ado, uh, please allow me to introduce you to my Good classmate, Corey Urban, uh, Ricky Master, spiritual healer, and just all-around badass. The power of Christ compels you! Believe it or not. Your next stop, the Twilight Zone. All right, I am here with one of, uh, with someone that I have known uh, for longer than I care to mention, 
someone I went to high school with, uh, my good friend, Corey Urban. How are you, Corey? I am good. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, thank you for coming on. I really do appreciate it. it it's, it's great to have you, especially on a Saturday. Hey, it worked out this way. Every other time we wanted to do it, it never worked out. This time it did. I, and I am really, really thankful for that. Um, so you've got this, you got this documentary coming out. I do. It actually just went out just today at 12 o'clock. Um, it's actually a paranormal documentary. And it was just something that happened to us when we were younger in our neighborhood and something I never talked about before. And it wasn't until I actually reconnected with the girl who actually helped me with it. Her name is Sarah. She has her own paranormal group. I'm in my own separate paranormal group, but together we came and collaborated on this when we found out that there was things that were going on with me were going on with her. And then the more that we started talking and, and going outward and doing more research, we're finding out that a lot more people in the neighborhood were having the same experiences that were going on too. So that's why I'm like, you know what, we need to, we need to get this out. We need to talk about this. We need for people to understand that this stuff isn't crazy. It's not nonsense. And that's where the concept came from. That I love that concept. Now let's give everybody a little bit of a background here about where we grew up. Uh, we grew up in the Lehigh Valley area of Pennsylvania. That is uh, the Allentown area, which means that when we were growing up, uh, Billy Joel was pretty much required listening. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's very true. <laughs> so, so being in that area, um, that area of Pennsylvania, there is a lot of history there. There is so much history, especially just in the town that um, I grew up in, which was a, a little tiny Pickville town called Pen uh, Point Phillips. And, you know, for anybody that, you know, knows of our town, Point Phillips Hotel is a very big thing right now. And they have amazing food, too. A little pitch there. There you go. Um, but, yeah, that the history uh, just based on the, the early settlers that came in and you know, the Native Americans that came in and the massacres that were happening and just the brutalness of it all. It was almost like set the stage for what was going to happen with all of us. <laughs> and yeah, Pennsylvania has ghost stories all over the state. You know, you've got Gettysburg, which is probably one of the most active paranormal sites that I've ever heard of. Um and then let, I think half of the X-Files episodes were set in Allentown, PA. So if that, doesn't, if that doesn't tell you something, weird shit goes down in the Lehigh Valley. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> and not all of it can be explained, you know. Um, I, I remember the Atlas Cement Company was in our high school's backyard, you know. And for those of you who aren't history buffs like me, that... The Atlas Cement Company supplied the vast majority of the cement that built the Panama Canal. Um, we grew up in the shadows of the Bethlehem Steel Stacks. You know, uh, that was, we were, we were kids when the Rust Belt collapsed, you know. Uh, I remember my parents' friends, my, my parents themselves, kind of wondering where their next paycheck was going to come from. It, we, it was a tough time back in, back in the 80s. Yeah, I did not grow up rich whatsoever. Hand-me-downs, no. uh, you know, 
You just ate what you had in the house and made the most of it. We had friends that had to, they, they had a choice. They either stay home and get laid off or follow the job to Buffalo, New York. So they actually moved to Buffalo for a few years. And if there's any place colder than Lehigh Valley, it's freaking Buffalo. <laughs> Jesus. God, I've been there and it is freaking cold. But anyway, so let, let's uh, let's go over some of the paranormal things that uh, that you guys investigated in this documentary and me being on the west coast i haven't had a chance to fully watch it yet because like you said it just dropped an hour ago so um why don't you uh give me a little background tell me uh what what exactly are you investigating in this in this video okay so in the documentary what we were investigating was we didn't know where we were going to end up with this at the end but we both know that we wanted to know, make people aware that, you know, like I hear, I see a lot of things on different paranormal groups on Facebook that everybody's like, oh, the Ouija board, ah, it's just a game. You know, it's, it, they're so downplaying what could possibly happen. And as we all know, everything's energy. We have intention. If you have the right intention for something that's gonna manifest it. So whether or not we knew that we were intentionally maybe opening up stuff was not where we were going with this at first. So we might even end up doing a part two because just today, let alone, I just had a whole influx of people in my inbox saying, hey, is this Point Phillips you're talking about? Well, hang on a second, I got some stuff. And I'm like, where were you the whole time we were doing this for an entire year and I've been posting about this. <laughs> so we might end up even having to go a little further in depth of it. And I'm actually um, writing a book. So it's more in depth of the things that really happened to me inside my house and just the psychological stuff it does to you as a child and then growing up into an adult and that carrying through and just always trying not to bring those, those memories forth and have them bubble up because you're just in fear that these things are going to find you. And that's like a really hard concept for people to understand. Um, but with just the researching, I mean, at first we were like, okay, well, first we have to research and track some people down that we grew up with. We have to make sure that they're going to be okay with wanting to speak about this. Do they recall any of the stuff that happened? Um, a lot were receptive. I'm going to tell you, a shit ton were not. I had this Google Doc that I put in the local Moore Township um, website. People were like, oh, yeah, send me it. I'll, I'll fill it out. A lot of people filled it out, but nobody would agree to sit down and talk with us for an interview. So in, in the documentary, you'll see towards the end, we kind of just take little snippets of um, like the, the Excel spreadsheet that I had with people's um, what, what they had experiencing to them. But, I, I guess a lot of people, it sounds like a lot of people are camera shy. I think so. We said, well, we can, we can blurp you out. You know, yeah. we can make your voice really low, whatever you want. And they just didn't want to, I took it as, as if it was like something was keeping them away. Something didn't want us to really delve into this. And quite honestly, from when we first started the concept of wanting to do this documentary, all the way through to today when it was rendered and uploaded, we have had nothing but roadblocks in our way 
like crazy stuff all the time. Like I was supposed to drive to her house the one day to sit down and do some parts of my interview that needed to be a little bit tweaked on my way. Huge, major accident, huge, major accident. I literally couldn't even get out of New Jersey to get into Pennsylvania to, to go there. So we had to cancel it and do it for three weeks later, just all kinds of different things were just happening. Um, lots of emotional things were happening to people, physical things that were happening to people. Um, so we knew that we had to get this out. There was no stopping us. We had to power through this and get this out there. So you actually felt like there was an outside force actively working against this project. Absolutely. Yes. Without a freaking doubt. That that's crazy. But I, I, and I don't mean that as in, I think you're crazy, but I, that is, it's crazy because I know what you're talking about. You know, I felt that stuff even, even in my own projects, we, you know, even with my passion project, sometimes I feel like there's, there's something that's putting up roadblocks saying, you know what? Don't do this. Don't do this. And I can't be sure if it's something that's in my best interests or their best interests. So it, it kind of depends. It's like, how badly do you want this? And if you want it badly enough, you will overcome those obstacles and you'll get it out there. You know, because like you said, this thing's out there now. It, it's it, It's out, you know, and the Internet never forgets. So when it's out there, it's out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I was, I was had a little bit of a meltdown this morning beforehand. I'm like, Oh shit. I don't know. Everybody's going to like really see like this glimpse into my childhood and they're going to think I'm fucking batshit crazy. And I'm like, well, they already do anyway. So what the hell? <laughs> well, if you're batshit crazy, then so am I. Cause I, I believe in this stuff too. You know, I know I that more there's... people do, but they just don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Like, it's in the back of their mind but they don't want to to actually go that extra step and like really think, okay, I'm going to open the door and I'm really going to look inside. A lot of them don't want to do that. They're, they're better off just in their own little freaking bubble, not realizing what's going on around them. Just tunnel vision. Now, are you, would you like to kind of give a little anecdote, maybe a little story, like an example of something, something that happened to you while we were growing up that you couldn't really explain? Um, I'm trying to think of something that wasn't in the, uh, in the documentary that happened. I, I, all I can say is I was tormented by something that was in our house. It only came after me and it showed itself to me. And it's something that I lived my entire childhood, teenage adult life, never wanting to think about it until two years ago when in my paranormal group, there was a investigation that we were doing on a house up in College Hill in Easton. And little did I know, I didn't wanna go, but for some reason, my guides were telling me, you need to go. There's children involved, you need to go and help them. I didn't know why until I got there. And I came face to face with that thing from my past. Wow, and do you, do you have any idea of what that thing could be? Um, I know it's what I call like a, a low bottom feeder demon kind of thing. Um, just an energy that tries to bring you down. Just puts fear, you know, mm-hmm. it just, I think what it was going after is a lot of the children, because a lot of the children right now are very open to things. They're very high vibrational. 
they see things on a different level than we do. Yep. A lot of them, you know, just not getting into it, but you know, like they're always having diagnosed with ADHD and ADD and all this stuff. And it's kind of like, yeah, I, I, I go that way, but I also see it differently. I see it on an energetic frequency right. of, you know, they're just so high vibration that they just can't sit still. And they're just things you know, bore them very easy. But um, yeah, I just feel that something was really trying to go after the children. Like it went after me to shut their lights off so that they cannot do what they were meant to do in this life. Well, point blank. And I completely agree with you on children being more open and more perceptive than maybe adults are because for actually two reasons. Uh, one, when my grandmother passed in back in 06, um, I didn't really feel it, but I know my cousin Amy told me that her, her daughter, who was uh, very, very young, I want to say maybe five at the time, they were out, they were out front in the waiting pool. It was August. And um, all of a sudden she jumped up and yelled, Auntie Barbara, Auntie Barbara for no reason whatsoever just out of the clear clear blue and that happened to be the moment when my grandmother passed you know because she loved that little girl so much she was she was the first she was the first baby in at that fam in our in our family uh you know since our generation so my grandmother doted on her. She loved her and everything. And I and we absolutely believe that if there's anybody she was going to go see before she left, it was going to be her. So, yeah, I completely believe that. I love that. And it just it just goes to prove that, you know, children are very intuitive. But then, you know, we get we get life into it and we get yeah. adults telling us like, oh, just leave it go. It's OK. And then you kind of just lose that. Yeah, it's. We, we we're not as open to the unexplained anymore because when we're kids our yeah. brains are like sponges and there's science behind this our brains are sponges they just it, it they want all the input right and that's why cartoons are so bright and colorful and they sold us all the transformers and shit that we just sucked up <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so you know with all with our brains craving all this sensory input it's going to you go take whatever it can get. And if that's something that maybe we we've lost as adults, you know, I, I think that I think that's as good an explanation as any. I agree. I completely agree. And just because we don't know a science behind all this stuff yet doesn't mean it's not there. No. Again, it's unexplained. We can't explain it yet. You know, so, like, so I don't have proof. I can't show proof. Like, yeah, like, well, show me the proof. Well, I can't show you proof of this thing I saw. I mean, two years ago, it was, it was climbing on the ceiling of my bedroom. How do you explain that to somebody? Like I literally saw it climbing on the roof of uh, the ceiling of my bedroom. And I was terrified I, and I, I had to find my power. I had to find my internal power. But like, yo, no, this shit is not happening anymore. I'm shutting shit down. That's it. So now what are some of your, what are some of the weapons in your arsenal that you use when, when this, when this shit happens? Um, I put a lot of light around me. Um, I have certain prayers that I will say, especially when I'm going into maybe like houses that I'm not fully aware of what we could be getting ourselves into. So like Psalm 91, sometimes granted, I'm not a very religious person, 
Um, but I do believe in a higher power. I do believe something created us. So, you know, I do honor that. Um, Again, and, just because we don't know exactly what it is doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Exactly. Exactly. I have, you know, ancestors behind me. Sometimes I'll call forth um, some archangels, specific archangels that I need some help with. Um, I have a very good relationship with um, uh, some of them. So when I need it, they, they get their butt right down here real quickly for me. That that's that's awesome, and and I fully believe that that we do have people who have gone before us who are still watching over us. They cared about us in life, and they still care about us enough to to spend some of that residual energy that they've spread throughout the universe still on, on keeping an eye on us, if if you will, you know. That and you know they're sitting there watching us when we do stump dumb dumb shit going oh my god you stupid and effer what are you doing like get your shit together <laughs> um, I, I don't I don't know about you but my grandmother's laughing her ass off <laughs> I would agree with you there <laughs> I, I mean I, I'm sure she sees some of the dumb shit that I do and it's like oh my god did you not learn when I did that shit. <laughs> Hey, it's our own path and we have free will so yeah yeah but what but when you hear your parents come out of your mouth you're like oh man <laughs> oh boy yep i sound like my mother oh lord it's finally come to that i know i know and it it scares the shit out of me sometimes you know because let's be honest our parents they were they were their own generation okay boomer that's them so they had their nuggets of wisdom don't get me wrong they're, they're a broken clock is right twice a day, so <laughs> it it wasn't all bad, but you know, I like that. Th there was there was generational. I, I I honestly think our generation was really where, um, kind of that generation gap really started to form. I would say yes, you're absolutely right. Because yeah, I, and I think Gen X still we are quietly raging in our own little mosh pit in the background. Uh, but oh, except totally. this time with I ibuprofen and, and Ben Gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so true. And yeah. CBD, right? <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> you are, you're actually my mother's hookup for CBD. I am. Yeah. I mean, she, her knee always, she still gets the cortisone shots and stuff, but her knee always bothers her. Especially, you know, it's one of those when, you know, when the weather's bad, when it gets hot, humid, stuff like that. Um, but no, she tried some of your CBD and, oh, she she couldn't stop raving about it. I am so glad that it helps her. I kind of stay in contact with her now and again, so that's good to hear. Because the more people that end up following me, you know, it's more disconnect of the people that used to be very close. So I try to make sure that I, you know, keep up with everybody. It, it just gets hard. You get very spread too thin sometimes and yeah you know life gets in the way as obviously between us you know we tried what four or five times to to yes. schedule this yes we did so yeah <laughs> you know and again it all comes down to if you want it that badly you'll make it happen right yep and i was dying to reconnect with you on here so okay all right let's see um 30 years of catching up and go Dump, dump. All right. <laughs> In a nutshell, it's like 
All right. Well, we graduated high school, lived our lives, fucked up. Um, I got divorced and and then found myself and here I am. And and now I feel we're here. so much better than I was back then. You know, that's really what it is. I mean, it's not the journey, it's the destination. Or no, it's not the destination, it's the journey, whatever. Journey. You know, however you want to look at it. But I mean I'm with you, you know, I'm I'm in a really good place right now. You know, the, the first, you know, 40 some odd years might have had their ups and downs. But right now I'm in a good place. I'm I'm in a I'm in a comfortable spot and it's not like a rut. It's just a good place to live. And I'm I'm happy. I, I have to tell you, I am, too. I am, too. You know, I mean, some and- people are saying to me, like, oh, you are just absolutely crazy you know, put, starting this new business and then putting this documentary out all within a week. I have to tell you my, my little breakdown last night, I think was because of that. Cause I'm just yeah. like, ah, there's so much going on and I don't know what to do. <sighs> yeah. Cause I mean, I know my parents drilled into me, you know, I, I had dreams of like being a writer, you know, going out and, you know, writing for Rolling Stone and shit, but they're like, yeah, but you might not make it. So they were passive aggressively telling me, we don't think you're good enough. <laughs> so I know that they, and I know that they weren't trying to tell me that they just wanted me to go into a safe job where I made money and had health insurance and all that kind of shit. They just wanted the best for me. And in, 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 in their mind, that's what it was. So I was dumb enough to listen to them. But now here we are saying, you know what? We didn't have to listen to them. And now Hey, guess what? Our life expectancy is moving on up. So we're like, sure, why not? Fuck it. Let's start over. <laughs> exactly. I remember when you first came on and you were saying, you know what? That's it. I'm going to start writing. I'm like, you fucking should. <laughs> and then like starting sharing that stuff with me, like the stuff that you were writing, it was blowing me away. It's just like, it's like almost like it was just happening. Like you could just visualize everything that you were going through just mentally Thank and you. just the anguish. So, and then to see that, you know, now you've got your own podcast, you know, and I'm just super proud of you. I've always been super proud of you. That means so much to me, Corey. Thank you so much for saying that. And I'm, I'm going to return it right back to you because I, I cannot wait to watch this, this film. And I can tell that you put blood, sweat, tears, heart and soul and everything into this effort. And right back at you, I am proud of you for working hard busting your ass and conquering literal demons to get this this out there well thank you yes literal is 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 correct (laughs) and whether they're lowly bottom feeders or you know big bad monsters that that scare the shit out of you it's it's still it's a negative energy that's trying to bring us down and it, it takes a lot of strength to fight it sometimes some days are good some days are bad we all have our good days and we all have our bad days and we, and we all know those bad days fucking suck. Yes, they do. I just know I feel bad for um, a couple of the people that this had happened to us when we were younger. They didn't know what the hell they didn't know how to comprehend any of this. They didn't know how to to articulate and be OK with it. Like they didn't have like a, a support structure in their household. So a lot of them turned to drugs. Some of them turned to alcohol and they got messed up for many freaking years. Yeah. And it's just sad to see that, you know, that, that could have been me. That could have been me not being able to, to be able to overcome the stuff that was happening to me. So I believe me, trust me, I know. I, and it's just, 
you know, that stuff just takes hold of people and it just stays with them. It just sucks the life out of them, sucks their whole life out of them. Yeah. I mean, you see people who've gone through it and you think I was one bad day away from that there, but for the grace of God, go I, you know, we had that, we were lucky enough to have that one maybe person thing event happened that gave us just enough strength not to turn that bad corner, you know? Yeah. And, and my heart, my heart and soul literally does go out to everyone, to everyone who's still fighting, who's still struggling and who may be losing that battle, you know? And I, I try my best to say to everybody out there who's struggling, who's fighting, you're not alone. We're out here. People like you and me, we are out here. We're fighting too. And we're here. There is strength in numbers. We are here for you on your bad days. I agree. And it's, it's even tough now, you know, just with the healthcare. Yeah. I just, even the um, trying to, for people to get the um, emotional support um, that they need and being on wait lists for nine months and things, it's, it's so heartbreaking to see. And that's why I'm always telling everybody here, here's a lifeline. You need somebody to talk to just, I'm not a professional, but for God's sake, just, just talk to me. Like I'll talk you off a ledge or I'll, I'll help in any way I can. Yeah. And you know, it's just, then when you, when you put that out there and then you do have somebody coming to you, you're like, Oh my goodness. Like, I can't believe how many people are actually struggling. Like this is, this is a lot heavier than, than you anticipated. Yeah. And I I think it's just the fact that people can connect you know, we still, we crave that connection. You know, we're social animals, no matter how antisocial I get sometimes, we, we're still social animals and we need some form of, of connection with somebody else saying, yeah, I get it. And I, I just kind of chuckled a little bit in my head when you were saying that, because my friends will sit there and say, oh, she's pulling a Corey. <laughs> so what, what that means is when I've had my fill of being around people and their energy, I like, I will just take the entire weekend and I will just bunker in my house. I won't go out anywhere because I I need to replenish that. And that's just how I am. And if people don't agree with it or they think I'm being snobby or, Oh, she's just breaking her plans again. I'm so be it. I'm sorry. It's, it's, I have to do it for myself. doesn't mean I don't love anybody. I love myself more. And, And in the end, we're, we're the ones who have to live with ourselves. You know, we're, we're the ones that feel the pain on a day-to-day basis. So if someone else can appreciate that we're taking that time, not only for our physical health, because let's be honest, physically, when we get to that point, we're exhausted, but for our mental health, because like you said, we're peopled out and we, we need that time to kind of recharge our people skills, kind of, uh, recalibrate yeah recalibrate have that quote-unquote me time that that people like us really really need to keep going and if they can't appreciate that then like you said hey sorry it's on it's on them because i'm going to do what's best for for my health in the long run and it's not selfish at all no people make you feel that way though they will they will because they don't understand the concept of self-care you know it like they say in the commercial it's a thing (laughs) <laughs> that's true yes oh my gosh i love you <laughs> it's called self-care <laughs> oh my goodness. well you know what 
this has been a blast and since it's a saturday and like completely smack dab in the middle of the day for you i am going to let you go enjoy your saturday and not people you anymore well i really appreciate the the time and just the invite to come on to be able to share things with you this has been an absolute blast and i am so glad that for one thing we were able to reconnect on social and then Another thing, I get to talk to you about this. This is fantastic. So before I let you go, though, I need you to let me know, number one, where can we find uh, Facing Evil, the story of Point Phillips? Okay. Um, well, if anybody goes to my Facebook page, it's Corey Urban, U-R-B-A-N. I do have a link in my bio. It's um, theawakenedlight.com. And what it does is it just brings up um, another link that has a whole bunch of different links, um, like my CBD link, um, the other businesses that I'm in, but the very top one will actually have the paranormal documentary on there that they will take them right directly to the YouTube channel. All right. And I will also uh, put a direct link to the YouTube video in the show notes here. So please, guys, Perfect. when you're reading along or when you're watching after you're done with this, go check the show notes, watch that video. You know, I mean. People like us, we watched the Blair Witch Project back in the 90s, and we could relate, because that shit happened to us. Yes, and people think it was a joke, and it wasn't real. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, sure, you know, Hollywood, fine, you know, they they dramatized it or whatever, but I was watching that movie, and it's like, okay, yeah, that happened to so-and-so, or yeah, that mm -hmm. happened to me. So, yeah, you know, this is one of those things where it's not Hollywood. This is a real, this is a documentary. It was filmed in Point Phillips about Point Phillips, and it has Point Phillips residents talking about some unexplained experiences. Yep, exactly. And now, now that we've got that out of the way, where can we find you on all those interwebs? <laughs> all right. Well, Facebook um, and Instagram, I go by Corey, K O R I E, Urban, U R B A N. Um, those are my two main ones that I'm usually on all the time. So I post once a day. It's not crazy stuff that I'll be posting, but you know, it's about energetic things. It's about, um, I'm a Reiki master practitioner too. So I do a lot of clients and things like that. So people reach out to me for, um, wanting to schedule appointments and things like that. So I'm always around. And if anybody needs me, that's the best way just to message me. And you post some pretty dank memes. I do. I am. I'm a meme whore. <laughs> hey, look, let me tell you, your, po your posts, you are just, you are love and light on the Instagram feed. Uh, let me tell you, you, your posts make my day. Oh, thank you. That means it's, a lot. Especially when I'm having a shitty day and, and I see one of your posts, I, I, it puts a smile on my face, makes me laugh. It's exactly what I need at that time. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Everybody knows that if uh, they come across something that has fuckery in it, they're always sending it to me going, I just thought of you. I just thought of you. Love and light, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that, hey, and if you get known as the love and light, bitch, I mean, there are far worse things to be known for. I know, right? I'll take it. Th that's I'll a compliment. <laughs> all right, Corey, you have a wonderful day. All right. Thank you so much you for coming on. You are so very welcome. Thank you. All right, that wraps up about another episode of Cannabloggers Corner. Uh, thanks again to Corey for joining me in my corner and opening up about her past. Uh, it is not easy for her uh, to talk about those experiences and for her to, to just give 
a small account of what she went through when she was growing up is it is tremendously brave and i really i admire that uh, please do not forget to check the show notes for links to Facing Evil, the story of Point Phillips, PA, as well as all of Corey's socials. And above all, thank all of you for listening. If you liked what you heard or you just want to talk about it, you can reach me on Instagram and Twitter at SDCannablogger, or you can email me at SDCannablogger at gmail.com. So have a great week, y'all. And of course, stay lifted. Thank you for listening to Cannablogger's Corner. Wait! Where are you going? I was going to make espresso. Now go away or I shall taunt you a second time.